Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. My whole dogs and the good Lord, they'd have me strung up in the psych ward, cause every day living in this new world is one, two, Many days to me, son, we're on the brink of the next world war and I don't think nobody's praying no more and I ain't saying I know it for sure. I'm just down on my knees begging the Lord and take me home. I want to go home. I don't been so long I just know I didn't used to wake up feeling this way cussing myself every damn day there's always some kind of bill to pay people just doing what the rich man say I wanna go home Farm in the ground Grandson sells to a man out of town And two weeks later the trees go down Only got concrete growing around And I wanna go home I wanna go home I don't know which road to go It's been so long just know I didn't used to wake up feeling this way Cussing myself every damn day People have really gone and lost their way They all just do what the TV say I wanna go For my whole dogs and the good Lord They'd have me strung up in the psych ward Alright, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh, that is Vince Tagliavia. Welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Monday, Wednesdays and Thursdays, and 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesdays. <clears throat> that was Oliver Anthony with his newest song. That was a, that was an awesome one, I love that. Hitter after hitter, he's going places. He is, he is. That one was called I Wanna Go Home, and... Uh, I don't necessarily agree with all of that, but I can understand the pain and the sorrow and the despair. 
And uh, so tonight, <clears throat> if you're joining us at the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, what we do here is we unfold the global conspiracy as it happens. We kind of break down the narrative of what we believe is going to happen, what is going to, what we see happening, and kind of give you a, a perspective that you don't usually get anywhere else. And uh, tonight is an interesting night, isn't it? There's, uh, I mean, holy shit, what a day. It's um, going to be uh, something. Yeah. It's going to be a spectacle. It's a huge night. Yeah, it is. And so anybody wondering out there, yes, we are going to stream live the Donald Trump uh, interview with Tucker Carlson. That starts in 20 minutes from now. Um, but let's get a little teaser going and let's maybe hear some of the topics that they're going to talk about. And this was released by Tucker. Let's listen to this real quick the Fox News debate tonight in Milwaukee? Well, you know, a lot of people have been asking me that. When you say there are people on stage who shouldn't be running for president, who do you mean? Whatever happened to Mike Pence? He's out there attacking you. What is that? Do you think Epstein killed himself sincerely? Do you think we're moving towards civil war? It's good to have you at Bedminster. It's very nice. I love it. You're saying they stole it from you last time. Why wouldn't they do the same this time? Oh, well, they'll try. They're going to be trying. Mitch McConnell was trying to get senators to impeach me. Crooked Joe Biden is so bad. He's the worst president in the history of our country. I don't think he's going to make it to the gate, but, you know, you never know. It started with protests against you, and then it moved to impeachment twice. Right. And now indictment. Are you worried that they're going to try and kill you? Why wouldn't they try and kill you, honestly? They're savage animals. They are people that are sick. So do you think it's possible that there's open conflict? I, I can say this. There's a level of passion that I've never seen. There's a level of hatred that I've never seen, and there's probably a bad combination we're doing this interview but we'll get bigger ratings using this crazy forum that you're using than probably the debate all right now why is that interesting so tucker came out and made this he said listen donald trump uh you know he he came to us and he said Hey, look, I want to do this to a larger audience. I want to get it out there. So I want to do the interview with Tucker. When he scheduled this, what did he do? The next thing he did is canceled his press conference for Monday. So I'm hoping, I, I don't know. Listen, guys, we've been just dominated by nothing burgers. I'm hoping that this goes in our direction and there's some big booms that come out about this. Uh, do we have any evidence of that? Well, you know, earlier today, I, I woke up and I said, I wonder, I, I wonder. I said, what if Trump just set up the deep state? He said he had evidence that exonerates him and was going to release it Monday, then canceled last minute. Tonight, True the Vote gets to present their evidence for the first time officially in court. How do you enter evidence? Trump is releasing his Tucker interview tonight. Did Trump fake out the uh, did Trump fake out the deep state by saying he was going to do it on Monday so they would play their hand? When do you expend any ammunition? Um, when in actuality, he had already recorded his release of this exonerated evidence with Tucker. Tucker has a massive reach. This is also be the return to Twitter for Trump and the my fellow Americans, the storm is upon us. Trump is going to drop a Moab tonight, I hope. Now, any way you want to look at this, this is my fellow Americans. And the reason I say that, because this is Trump returning to Twitter. So uh, let's take the next point in the context. Hmm. Trump comes out and says, my interview with Tucker Carlson will be aired at 9 p.m. Sparks will flow at fly. Enjoy. Well, that's kind of interesting because 9 p.m. is 2100 military time. 2100 military time. Up. Oh, 2100 military time is this post right here. 
And that's one billion and uh, one out of a billion coincidence. Enjoy the show tonight. Do it, Q. And then it goes to this one. All of this for a conspiracy. What are they afraid of? How many coincidences before it is mathematically impossible? The world is watching. The world is changing. And, and he's absolutely right about that. Now, the interesting thing is, is you have the big enjoy right there. Mm-hmm. And then that correlates directly to post 2100. Well, this gets even more interesting because Tucker Carlson came out and then said, no, 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 no. It's not at 9 p.m. It's at 8.55. Oh, yeah, he did say that. And so all of a sudden it's changed to 8.55. Why 8.55? Dude, that's a message to Anons. If you're an Anon, you know the 5.5, five, right? <laughs> so what's the 5.5? Five, five? Look to Twitter, exactly this. My fellow Americans, the storm is upon us. God bless. Oh, I hope he says it. Oh, man. Well, he doesn't even need to say it. The fact that that had a timestamp directly with all of that, to me, is exactly that. So he didn't stop there. He went back on the true social, okay? Yeah. And he posts, the greatest mayor in the history of New York City was just arrested in Atlanta, Georgia, because he fought for election integrity. The election was rigged and stolen, stolen again, two L's. How sad for our country and mega, right? Two L's. Well... Let the unsealing begin. Let the D class begin. This is the kill brackets reference to L that we've always talked about with the word stolen. Okay. Well, he also posted it at 1700. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 1700. What is that? That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute a new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shewn that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable than the right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, invinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. It is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for the future security. So he puts out this post about Rudy, right? And the post about Rudy is posted at 1700, exactly, and has the the double L. And it goes 2478 and post 1700. So to me, my indication is either there are coincidences in the world or Trump is sending a major message that you need to watch this tonight. This is going to be absolutely beyond anything that you've traditionally seen. I don't think it's going to be a nothing burger. I don't know if it's going to be the disclosure, the D class that we've expected. One thing about this though, is that Donald Trump Jr. on his Instagram earlier posted that meme of uh, if you don't have a, uh, what, what was it exactly? Uh, I got to hear my phone. He posted, uh, go out and get yourself a conspiracy theorist friend. You're going to need one uh, to explain <laughs> what's about to happen. That's Come great. on. I mean, this is going to be absolutely epic tonight. So I'm going to get everything ready to pull up Tucker Carlson. Once it drops, then we will get rocking and rolling. Um, in the meantime, what happened today? Oh, uh, the Russian jet that went down. 
Yeah. Yeah. Wagner's chief, uh, Pergosian, Pergosian, apparently died in a plane crash, shot down by Russia's Tever region um, air defense system. Now, there's a lot of speculation. We, we don't have all the information pertaining to this just yet. Hold on. I got to bring someone in. Look at this guy. Hey. What's up, Jeff Rice? You got audio? It's loud in there. Oh, it's loud in there. Okay. Hey, I could do it like this if you want, but I don't think it's the kind of noise you want to hear. No, it sounds... What are you, in a casino? <laughs> no, I'm at Texas Roadhouse. Ah, we can't hear the background, go. actually. It sounds great. <laughs> we can't hear the background. You got noise-canceling technology, must be. <laughs> All right. I can mute it. I'll listen in. Cool. All right. Well, it doesn't sound bad, though, Jim, if you want to... It doesn't sound bad, though. so if you need to jump in, feel free really? to jump in. All right. Really? Technology. So, Progrosian, apparently was one of the top people on Wagner, died today in a plane crash. Now, there's mixed reports that are coming out of Russia. We're seeing... Uh, who? Uh, I'm sorry, who shot it down? Well, who? that's what I'm saying. It's mixed reports. Who? Russia shot down? Initial reports were saying that Russia shot it down. Then it's saying that now people are thinking the West was involved. My first assumption was the West was involved. So um, it, they don't know where it's going to land. So they're going to go ahead and shoot it out of the air so it can wildly just land somewhere in the country. Because well, you, that's... We can't even shoot down a balloon over our own country because we're worried about a balloon hurting somebody. But we're going to just shoot a plane out of the sky. Well, hold on, though. There, there, there's a point here. Progrosian, if you remember, was the, the guy that was formulating the quote-unquote coup. But right, he was also right. trying to remove multiple generals from the Russian military who were basically usurping his private army that was housed by Putin. So oh. what we could have just saw there was the Russian generals remove Progrosian as a move against Putin. Right. Nice. So that's a possibility, and I think that that's probably a likely scenario here. What if he just or faked his he death? Just, or is he in witness relocation waiting for, uh, waiting for his... You're on center stage. Come back alive. <laughs> it, it's a possibility. I mean, think Anything about is it. possible right now. It's they a can major unlive him event. so that he could come later to testify. It's a possibility. Um, you know, who would shoot? Oh, okay, we don't even shoot down balloons over America, Josh. We don't shoot down balloons over America, but they're just going to shoot a Bombardier 600 out of the sky that's flying 600 some miles an hour. Really? Russia's going to well, do that? Well, but here's the problem. is There was <laughs> nothing that came from the ground to blow it up. There's no jets in the air. There's nothing I... in the sense of ground munitions coming up from the ground. So it seems like the plane blew up in the sky, which is either directed energy weapon, right, a drone that nobody saw, or an explosion, explosive on the plane. Right. But here's the thing. Is if Putin had nothing to do about it, nothing to do with it, then you're going to see that in the next few days. Right. Right. Uh, Guaranteed. Now, going back to um, Trump's post on True Social, everybody. I see, if, if you saw this, my interview tonight will be Tucker Carlson. We aired tonight, 9 p.m. That's 2100. We just talked about that. And he says, sparks will fly. Sparks will 
fly. Why is that interesting? I can tell you why that's interesting. You can go to the cue boards and you can see patriotism on the rise. People needed a spark to reignite the engine. Never in our history has this been attempted. Patriots worldwide simply needed a spark to reignite the engine for humanity. Where we go one, we go all. Power belongs to the people. You are what matters. All you needed was a spark to unite together. They are scared. Think fake news attacks. Second, only the POTUS themselves. Together we win. Trust yourself. Think of yourself. You're not alone. Open your heart and mind. Where we go one, we go all. How many times before you realize that this is not a coincidence? Right. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. Yes. Just absolutely mind-blowing. The number of coincidences that have just occurred today. Looks like Jim turned the camera off. No problems on that. So 8.55. And why would they change it to 8.55? I guess could be to send a message. Could be to just... Try to put my earbuds in. Give me a minute. Yeah, no problem. Okay. Get everybody to tune in just before the other debates going on? Or the, the debate? I think the other debates are already going on. Oh, really? Yeah. Pretty sure the other debates are already going on. So... Yeah. It shows you how much I care about that one. Yeah, it shows me that I, I even checked on it. I didn't. <laughs> I honestly don't know for sure, but... So, <clears throat> in the world of news, there's quite a, a lot of things that happened today. There's also the coverage of the Brinks, the Bricks, uh, which didn't have much happening there, which is quite interesting. Looks like Xi Jinping missed a major speech. Nobody knows too much about that. Uh, leaders agreed with Xi on the group expansion, so they're going to accept these 40 new applicants. Modi proposes pace, space consortium, as they had India had a successful moon landing mission, and uh, conspiracies are abound over the death of Wagner's progression in the plane crash. I think that the space collaboration introduced by India, Modi, mm-hmm. yeah. is really interesting because they wanted to focus on weather and helping each other out. They wanted to track weather basically unite satellites and share data with each other and collaborate in space. I thought it was just pretty interesting. Yep. To say the least. Well, it is. I mean, cause it's what people actually want. They don't want, you know, nukes and, and, and rods of gods and dues in space. Nobody wants that. Nobody got time for that. Oh, Nobody sorry. got time for that. So we have a lot of things happening in the world stage right now. If you caught our show earlier on Earth Chronicles on Badlands Media, we discussed Eris. I learned something new that Eris is also the um, the election reduction integrity system utilized by multiple states during the 2020 election. No way. Gosh. They can't help themselves, can they? No. I mean, they really just fall ass backwards into it over and over well, symbolism will be their downfall. I, I mean, see, the thing is, Josh, okay, okay, listen, I had a little bit of a thought last night. I know I never think I'm pretty much just an empty vessel here. But in reality, think of, hey, don't laugh at me. Hey, I saw that. Um, but think about this. We, the amount of psyops inside of a psyop, there's always a counter to it, right? There's always another two or three distractions involved in everything. Imagine, I mean... Think about all the stuff that we're seeing. Are they abusing us now? I mean, are they really just kind of putting the old, uh, you know, the free willy in your face over and over again and making you just 
Take it. You be old one too. Yeah, I mean seriously, like, think about this. It's abusive. Like I'm, I'm exhausted, bro. I mean, it's like I'm just stop with the shit already. Would you just? Well, come on. That that's you know why I mean? I'm saying is like Donald Trump came out last week says I had the evidence to exonerate myself. I went through the logic that the only evidence that can exonerate Donald Trump is governmental evidence of voter fraud from COVID-19 tracing data collected by the military. That, that's the only type of evidence. Then we see Hurricane Hillary turns into a hurricane. Then Trump yeah, says, Hurricane oh, I'm Hillary, canceling. come on, dude. Yeah. Tell me that was the next name on the list, please. Tell me that well, was really the next name on the then, tropical then storm Then he list. cancels it. It downgrades to a tropical storm. Right. Right. But then the same day he canceled it, he goes to Tucker Carlson and goes, let's do an interview, tapes it on Sunday and is releasing it the day before he's supposed to turn himself in. And then matches his true social posts with a whole bunch of stuff pertaining to the cue boards about uh, watch Twitter. Exactly. This, my fellow Americans, the storm is upon us. Uh, D class is about to happen. All this stuff. It, there's no coincidences in this world. And I'm telling you right now, um, I'm hoping that this interview is absolute fireworks. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, well, I mean, golly, man, we've had some nothing burgers, even with Trump. I mean, thought, thought he was going to do stuff, but I also know that they've been manipulating that man. They, they, he, they have leveraged that guy six ways a Sunday with his family, his life, everything else. Yeah. Did we lose Vince? Well, he'll be back. The the okay. question is, is is Tucker gonna stream it live on Twitter? Or is he just gonna upload the video? It, I see that's what I thought, dude. If you recorded it earlier, that means that it could have been hacked. Somebody could have got in there where you were downloading or whatever, editing it. And so to me, why would you take that risk unless you put a dummy one out there? And then you do go live. So you had a dummy one. They're all thinking they got your your story already. You set up a bunch of bait on the one you recorded, but you're going to stream one live going, hey, we did this one, but here's what we were really doing because watch what they're doing. I mean, what if it's the trap, right? What if it's that? Well, that's what I'm saying is that's what I've been saying this whole time is what if this was the trap? What if yeah. this was the psych out to the deep state? Expend your ammunition last week. Oh, I'm just going to do an interview with Tucker, and here comes and the boobs. Here... They showed off harp like they did? I mean, yep. come on, man. Well, seriously, Josh, when have you ever heard of a tropical storm going to a level four offshore and then dropping down to a nothing within, you know, the same time, like the same day? Like, that's ridiculous, mm-hmm. bro. I mean, that is unbelievable. You can't, you can't say that. I mean, that's, that well, should be an eye-opener for a lot of people right there. All this stuff is an impossibility of what has been happening. It makes no sense. I mean, the day Trump comes out and says, I got evidence to exonerate myself. These charges will be dropped by next week. Hurricane Hillary or tropical storm Hillary is turning into a hurricane. Oh, my God. It's a cat four. Then he comes out and says, ah, just joking. I'm canceling my Monday press conference. Oh, well, it went from a cat four to a tropical storm again. And oh, by the way, there's a 5.5 earthquake off the coast of San Francisco. That didn't help any, did it? I was hoping that was going to nope. be better. All right, I'll go back the other way. <laughs> okay, but think about that. Um, when you It didn't rain in California where it flooded in Vegas and Phoenix. Mm. I mean, a lot of rain fell in Nevada and Arizona, 
that didn't really get into the, the uh -oh. West Coast. What happened there? Oh, Hurricane Hillary's going to hit California. Then why did it rain in Phoenix? Right. I mean, guys, I, mean, I am on. I am on Twitter. I am waiting for it to be uploaded or the live stream to start. Once it comes up, I will jump in. And uh, it is one minute away from a supposed start. I'm assuming they are going to uh, live stream the interview. All right. Texas Roadhouse. It's tasty. I bet. Well, you seem to catch me when I want to eat, buddy. I don't know. You got that timing. Um, and I'm, I don't like eating on camera, but that's all you have me doing. So I don't know if it's a... Was that an MSR God sending you a message. <laughs> no, we're not bringing God into this. God sending you a message, Jim. Jim, stop eating so much. This is cinnamon butter, man. I'm a. Uh -uh. All right, it is time. I'm waiting for the upload. Um, uh, episode Imagine 19. The load. Imagine the load on Twitter right now. Imagine the load of everybody refreshing their. Oh, we got it. Here it comes, guys. All right. Donald Trump, Tucker Carlson. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. It's debate okay. night, but we're not in Milwaukee. Mr. President, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Why aren't you at the Fox News debate tonight in Milwaukee? Well, you know, a lot of people have been asking me that, and many people said you shouldn't do them, but you see the polls have come out, and I'm leading by 50 and 60 points. And, you know, some of them are at one and zero and uh, two. And I'm saying, do I sit there for an hour or two hours, whatever it's going to be, and uh, get harassed by people that shouldn't even be running for president? Should I be doing that? Uh, and a network that isn't particularly friendly to me, frankly. You know, they, uh, they were backing Ron DeSanctimonious like crazy, and now they've given up on him. I mean, he's, it's a lost cause. It reminded me very much of 2016. You know, in 2016, I went through the same stuff and had to fight them all the way. And then they became very friendly after I won or just about when I was winning. But I just felt it would be uh, more appropriate not to do the debate. I don't think it's uh, right to do it. Uh, if you're leading by 50, 60, I have one problem leading by 70 points. And I'm saying, why am I doing it? And I'm going to have eight people, 10 people, whoever made the debate, I don't know how many it is, but I'm gonna have all these people screaming at me, shouting questions at me, all of which I love answering, I love doing, but it doesn't make sense to do them. So uh, I've taken a pass, as it's, you probably noticed. Well, I, I did, <laughs> I'm grateful that you did. Um, it's interesting though, because you spent a lot of your career in television. Yeah. Um, you would a top show in television on NBC, um, but you don't feel the need now running for president to do television, obviously. Do you think television is declining? Well, according to a poll that I guess we just saw, it just came out where it's down like 30, 35%, but I think they were talking, referring to cable. I think cable's down because it's lost credibility. MSNBC, or as they say, MSDNC, is so bad. It's so wrong what they write and what they do and what they say. It's, you know, it's fake news, as I said. I think I came up with that term. I hope I did, because it's a good one. It's not tough enough anymore. It's corrupt news. You know, really what you do is call it corrupt news, but somehow that doesn't play as nicely, but uh, it is corrupt news. So you have uh, MSNBC and you have CNN, who's absolutely doing no ratings at all. I mean, they're dead. But they're doing none because they don't have credibility. They really don't have credibility. Fox is way down, as you know. And uh, the good old days are, are uh, 
long ago. I will say this, uh, it could come back, but they have, they just don't have a lot of credibility. Tucker, you know that perhaps better than anybody. I think it was a terrible move getting rid of you. You were number one on television and all of a sudden you're, we're doing this interview, but we'll get bigger ratings using this crazy forum that you're using than probably, uh, probably the debate or competition. Who, when, you, when you say there are people on stage who shouldn't be running for president, who do you mean? Well, I don't want to really use names, but it wouldn't matter too much. A guy like, uh, I call him Ada Hutchinson. It's Asa, but I call him Ada. Uh, Why do you I call him Ada? I, you know, I could tell you, but I don't want to get myself in a little trouble. <laughs> but he's weak and pathetic, and he was, uh, I never understood the guy, I never knew him. He was the governor of Arkansas, I did, not a very popular guy. I don't know how he, but that state is such a great state. The people are so incredible. Yes in that state and they love me and I love them. How does this guy get elected governor of Arkansas? But he's nasty always and uh, has been. Uh, a guy like Chris Christie, a guy left with a 8%, think of it, 8% approval rating in New Jersey. Now he's running for president and he runs solely on the basis, oh, let's get Trump, let's get, he's like a savage uh, uh, maniac. He's like a lunatic. And that's all he talks about. His poll numbers are very, very low. He's about 2%. What's he like? You know him well. No, I've, had, I've been friendly with him over the years, but I couldn't give him a, a job because I just never trusted him very much. Uh, I was just never one of his people that really trusted him. I never gave him the job. And that's one of the reasons he feels so hurt and so betrayed. And I understand that. I really do. I understand it. But I never gave him. You know, he wanted to be different things. He was looking at different uh, elements of the administration and we decided uh, i decided just i didn't want to i didn't want to do it and now i'm glad i did because you see but you know we had some some great people i had great people we'll have even better people if we do this because now i know washington before i didn't know washington but guys like bill barr were terrible i mean they were i would say bushies uh i say that with respect to the bush family but they were bushies and uh, just it doesn't work out for us. We it was clear. This is kind of far afield, but it was just interesting. I read Barr's account of his time. He wrote a book about it. Right. Uh, his autobiography. And in it, he lies about Jeffrey Epstein's death. Clearly lies. Uh, do, you, do you think Epstein killed himself sincerely? I don't know. I, I will say that, you know, he was a fixture in Palm Beach. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what Barr said about it either. I have no idea what he said. What did he say? He killed himself, probably? He said he killed himself and that they were going to do this investigation. They never did the investigation. It's never been public. And they hid it. And like, why are they doing that? And clearly Barr knew. But why would Bill Barr be covering up the death of Jeffrey Epstein? Uh, Bill Barr didn't do an investigation on the election fraud either. Okay, He said he did and he pretended he did, but he didn't. Uh, uh, McSwain, the U.S. attorney in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, uh, said Barr, Barr just wouldn't let him do it. It was crazy. Barr became so petrified, so frightened of being impeached. They were going to impeach him. I don't know if you remember it. Yeah. It's not a big moment in history. But they said, we're going to impeach. You know, they play a much rougher game, the left, the lunatics. And they were going to impeach Bill Barr. And he was petrified. Now, how do you not get impeached? Don't do any of this stuff. But he didn't do the job there. Uh, I don't know what he did with Epstein, but possibly he did Do you think do it's that. possible that Epstein was killed? Oh, sure, his... it's possible. I, I mean, I don't really believe... I think he probably uh, committed suicide. He had a life with, you know, beautiful homes and beautiful everything. And he, uh, all of a sudden, he's incarcerated and not doing very well. I would say that he did, but 
there are those people, there are many people, I think you're one of them, right? But a lot of people think that he, uh, he was killed. He knew a lot on a lot of people. He was killed. You I think, think so? I think the, more, the closer you look, I'm not a conspiracy person at all. I believe everything I hear. Uh, but yeah, the, the closer you look into it, I mean, the Attorney General of the United States, your Attorney General, yeah. clearly lied about the Epstein death. Yeah, he was, why. he was, uh, certainly it wasn't well done. They had no cameras, they had no anything, everybody was sleeping, and you know, there, the, a case could be made, look, I'm not going to get involved in it, but I can tell you, a case could be made either way, but uh, it certainly wasn't the most well-run place. So, so the reason I'm asking you is, I'm looking at the trajectory since 2015 when you got into politics, yeah. you know, for real, and then one, uh, there, it started with protests against you, massive protests, right. organized protests by the left, and then it moved to impeachment twice, right. and now indictment. I mean, the next stage is, is violence. Is, are you worried that they're going to try and kill you? Why wouldn't they try and kill you, honestly? Uh, they're savage animals. They are people that are sick, really sick. You have great people in the Democrat Party. You have great people that are Democrats. Most yeah. of the people in our country are fantastic, and I'm representing everybody. I'm not just Republicans or conservatives. Right. I represent everybody. I'm the president of everybody. But I've seen what they do. I've seen the lengths that they go to. When they make up the Russia, 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 when that's exposed and they go down and Barr should have gone after them and other people should have gone after And they did very late because the Durham report came out. It was fairly good. It could have been a lot tougher, I guess, but it was fairly good. But it explained how corrupt it was. Uh, I'll tell you who did a great job was the Inspector General Horowitz. He did a phenomenal report. You didn't have to go to Durham. He did it on Comey and on, I guess, McCabe and some others. And it was a vicious, hard, it was basically a true report how bad they are. But these people are sick people. These are people that uh, I think they hate our country. You want to know the truth. When you see open borders, when you see these policies that they have, and so many other things, it's so sad to see. You know, we have a country that's very fragile right now. I've never seen, I, I will say, look, uh, I ran in 16, which was 15, but I ran in 16, election in 16, and there was tremendous spirit. Uh, in 20, there was even more spirit. We got many millions of, we got millions and millions more votes. You know, it wasn't even a contest. People said, well, what'd you think of 20? I said, we did much better. We did. You got to base it on the number of votes. We got many more votes in 20 than we did in 16. But the election was rigged. It was a rigged election. But, and with COVID, they use COVID to cheat in a lot of different things. And we have so much on it. It's like so easy. But we had judges that didn't want to look. We had people didn't want to get involved. They called you, he's a conspiracy theorist if you say anything about the election. But I have never seen spirit like there is right now. Even coming down here, just the people on the road that are just absolutely going crazy. And the reason is, I think they like me and I, I know they love my policies. I hope they like me too. You know, a lot of people say they don't like me, but they like my, I think they like me. But... I have never seen spirit like it is right now. And the reason is because crooked Joe Biden is so bad. He's the worst president in the history of our country. I don't think he's going to make it to the gate, but, you know, you never know. But he's a corrupt person, so corrupt that I took the name off Hillary. You know, I don't do two people at one time. I took the crooked Hillary and I made it. I retired the name. That was a good day for her. I bet she was very happy. <laughs> and I used it for Joe because it's crooked Joe. 
But Joe is really... But you don't think he's going to make it to November of 25? Well, I, I think he's worse uh, mentally than he is physically. And physically, he's not exactly uh, a triathlete or any kind of an athlete. You look at him, he can't walk to the helicopter. He, he walks, he can't lift his feet out of the grass. You know, it's only two inches at the White House, right? It's not a lot. But you watch him and it looks like he's walking on toothpicks. So, and then you see him in the beach where he can't lift a chair. You know, those chairs are meant to be light, right? They're like two ounces. Yeah. You lift them up. He can't lift the chair. He can't walk to the chair. And I, I don't know what they're doing with the beach. You know, this beach is seeming to play a big role, but they love pictures of him on the beach. I think he looks terrible on the beach. He looks terrible on the Skinny beach. Skinny legs. Well, he can't walk through the sand. You know, sand yeah. is not that easy to walk through. But when he walks through it, he can't walk through the sand. And there's somebody in there that thinks he looks fabulous at the beach. I think he looks horrible at the beach. Plus, the beach doesn't represent what a president's supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be working. You're supposed to be getting us out of that horrible, horrible war that we're very much involved in with Russia and Ukraine. You could do that. You could do that very easily. I believe you could do that very... I don't believe he could do it because he's just incompetent. But that's a war that should end immediately, not because of one side or the other, because hundreds of thousands of people are being killed. Can you imagine you're in an apartment house and rockets are going into that building and blowing it up and knocking it down? And who, who can, why, why should anything, why should anybody, human beings, these are human, whether they're Russian or Ukrainian or whatever they are, it's gotta be stopped and it can be stopped very easily. It would have never started. If I were president, it would have never started. So back to Biden, I'm interested. So you think he's failing. He obviously is failing. I think it's clear to everybody. But that would make Kamala Harris the candidate? Well, not really. I mean, I guess they'd have uh, maybe a free-for-all. A lot of people say she has to remain for certain reasons, the candidate. She has to. I don't think that's true, actually. I don't think that other people would stand for it. Uh, she has some bad moments. Her moments are almost as bad as his. I think his are worse, actually. Yeah. But she seems pretty senile, too. She speaks in, uh, in rhyme. You know, it's weird. It's weird. But she has bad moments. And in rhyme? What do you- well, the way she talks, the bus will go here, and then the bus will go there, because that's what buses do. And it's weird. The whole thing is weird. This is not a president of the United States future. And uh, I think they probably have some kind of a primary, and other people will get involved. I'm Newsom, right? I could mean, that's- be, could be. I mean, you know, I always got along well with him, believe it or not. But could be him, could be somebody else. He's got a big, a big load on his shoulders because you look at California, what's happened. But I don't know if the American people really, the people that vote for him, I don't even know if they care. You know, you look at so many of the things that are going on and people don't seem to be, in the old days, if you had a bad record, it meant a lot. Today, if you have a bad record, it doesn't really mean anything. You know, he looks good. He's a nice looking guy, speaks well. But Biden, every time you watch him talking, it's like he's walking on eggs. You're waiting for him to collapse. And he almost always does. And I got to know the leaders of all of the countries, essentially, but the big ones. And the bigger, the tougher the leader. You know, it's like, sort yeah. of, I guess maybe that's the way it's supposed to be. But I got to know President Xi of China and Putin and Kim Jong-un, North Korea. Did a great job with North Korea. Kept us out of a nuclear war. We would have 40,000 dead soldiers right now. They'd drop a nuke right on top of the military base. But we have 40,000 soldiers over there. 
and I did great. I got along with him great. It was a good, that's a positive. You know, the press said, he said nice things about Kim Jong-un. I also said horrible things at the beginning. Horrible enough that he wanted to talk. And we talked and we met in Singapore. We met actually twice. And we had uh, unbelievable meetings. I knew him very well. We were in great shape with him. Uh, the, what do you think he and Xi and Putin think of Biden? I think they can't believe it. I think they probably say this is some kind of a system. You know, they had great respect for our country. They respected me. They had great respect for our country when I was there. Every one of them. Look, uh, if you go to if you go to North Korea, you take a look at what happened. You know, the Olympics was dead. South Korea spent billions on the Olympics. Nobody was going to go. They didn't want to get blown up. They called me and they said, we are going to let the Olympics proceed. This is North Korea. I said, you should go into the Olympics. Put your athletes in. It wasn't like, you know, they were big on athletes because, you know. Famine. But they went in and they actually participated. And within about two days, the entire thing was sold out. And if it wasn't me, that would have never happened. But I got along very well with him, and that's a positive thing. He, he does have massive nuclear power, by the way. And if Hillary would have gotten in or... If the Obama thought process continued, it would have been a nuclear war absolutely with North Korea. He was, he was expecting to go into a war and an, it would have been a nuclear war. What, so do you think the rest of the world looks on at Biden and thinks someone else has got to be running the government? Well, somebody else has to be. Uh, I don't think he's capable of doing no. anything. Look, when I debated him, I said, how come, and this was in front of probably not a friend of yours, Chris Wallace. He was the moderator. Not a friend. I said, why did, why is it? He wants to be Mike, but he doesn't have the talent. It's one it's of those- bitchy little, little man. He wanted to be his father, but he didn't have the talent of his father. His father was great. His He's father- a little fussy man. His father interviewed me in 60 Minutes. It was actually a 10. Can you believe it? No, I totally believe like, His father got, had talent, at no, least. I may have been the only guy that he gave a good 60 Minutes to. He was rough. Really? His father was tough. He was great, though. He was great at what he did. But uh, Chris Wallace was so upset he was guarding this guy who wouldn't do a show, by the way. You know, he wouldn't do I figured I didn't mind Chris Wallace because uh, he wouldn't do Biden wouldn't do a show. And it was very obvious. You know, he kept asking him and asking, but he wouldn't do the show. So I figured he's got to like me. But he came from a different planet. But remember when I asked the question, why is it that the mayor of Moscow's wife is allowed to give you three and a half million dollars don't forget, that was brought up now, it's brought up all the time, but that was brought up by me long before anyone ever heard of it. I said, the mayor of Moscow's wife giving you three and a half million dollars. What did you do to deserve three and a half million dollars to Biden? And Chris Wallace said, this doesn't, uh, this has nothing to do with the debate. <laughs> I mean, he fought. He got in the way of the question. No, he, well, it was, it was crazy. And I said, well, wait a minute, he got three and a half million from the mayor of Moscow's wife. Now, people forget that, but if you go back and take a look, you will see. And Chris Wallace didn't want me to ask that question. I said, I think it's a very appropriate question. It turned out to be much more appropriate than people thought. Amazing. Um, so do, do you have a preference in, assuming you're the Republican nominee and all goes as you plan it to go, do you have a preference in who you run against? Uh, in many ways, I'd love to run against him because his record's so bad. You know, it's still horrible when you look at inflation and everything else, but others also have very bad records. I mean, California's a bad record, so, you know, should it be Gavin or should it be somebody else? When I look at San Francisco, what's happened to that incredible city? That was one of the greatest cities in the world just a short while ago, and now it's 
very sad when you look at it. Los Angeles, every city practically, uh, all the Democrat-run cities. You know, Republican-run cities are doing very nicely because they arrest people when you have crimes. And they don't go after political candidates because they think it's good, you know? I mean, it's like been amazing. My poll numbers are the highest I've ever had. But because people understand it. So, wait, so that, can I just ask you, that yes. gets back to my original question. So if the protest didn't work, you got elected anyway. Yeah. Impeachment didn't work twice, obviously. Um, indictment is not working. Your poll numbers go up. When they raided Mar-a-Lago in August yeah. of last year, your numbers went up. Um, they can indict you 20 times and it's not gonna, you're not gonna lose the Republican primary because of that. Well, so, it like, makes it look even more ridiculous. I mean, the four indictments and maybe there'll be more. I don't know. These people are crazy. But they're counterproductive. So if you chart it out, it's an escalation yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah. So what's next after, you know, try to put you in prison for the rest of your life. That's not working. So like, don't they have to kill you now? I, th I think the people of our country uh, don't get enough credit for how smart they are. And I, I'm not sure I would have said this 10 years ago, but they get it. You know, they yeah. really get it. When somebody gets indicted, your poll numbers go down. When somebody gets indicted, you announce, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be leaving to spend time with my family and to fight for the rest of my life on this stuff. But you're out of politics. I got indicted four times. All trivia, nonsense, bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's horrible when you look and, and you look at what they're doing. Uh, the boxes hoax. I'm covered by the Presidential Records Act. I'm allowed to do exactly that. He's not covered and he's got 25 times the number of boxes and he's got them stored in Chinatown. He's got them stored in a flimsy garage underneath his Corvette uh, at Penn. And by the way, at Penn, he gets millions of dollars. China pays this guy millions of dollars. See, I think he's the most corrupt president we've ever had. And he also has the distinction of being the most incompetent. And I believe both. I mean, he's both incompetent and corrupt. So and I, I actually believe he's compromised because China knows so much about him. They know where the money comes from. They know where it is, who paid it, and they probably paid it. Well, they do pay Penn, and he gets a, you know, a million dollars. I think he takes $999,000 because, you know, keeps it a little bit under a million, like by a dollar. But he, in many ways, is a Manchurian candidate. We have a Manchurian candidate and he's afraid to tell Russia to get out of Cuba. He's afraid to tell China to get out of Cuba. He's afraid. China now is building, think of this. China's building military installations in Cuba. The Cuban population of Miami is not too happy because they're never going to be able to go back. And you don't even hear about it. And the worst culprit is the press, the media, because uh, normally, you know, when I first heard that, I, that China's building installations in Cuba. And installations means military installations. Okay, you know, they said just some communication. They did that on the islands with Japan. They took the island, they started this massive construction, and they told everybody, including the Japanese, the Japanese have to be very careful, they told everybody that this is a housing development. They're going to build a housing development. And I said, how come the runway is 20,000 feet long? You know, private jets need 4,000 feet. They don't need 20,000 feet. The big ones need 20,000 feet. They don't even need 20. And I looked at the runway, I said, that's the largest runway ever built, both in width and length, for housing development. There's nobody that has a plane that big <laughs> that, uh, that you would have a runway that, that's, uh, that's, Why that's for testing. Why is China allowed to 
conduct imperialism in our hemisphere. Well, yeah, and it's far beyond Cuba. It's all over South America. Yeah, and the Caribbean. So we built a thing called the Panama Canal. We lost 35,000 people to the mosquito, you know, malaria. Yeah. We lost 35,000 people building. We lost 35,000 people because of the mosquito. Vicious. They had to build under nets. It was one of the true great wonders of the world as he said one of the nine wonders of the world no no it was one of the seven it was happened a little while ago you know he says nine wonders of the world you could make nine wonders he would have been better off if he stuck with the nine and just said yeah i think it's nine but this is one of the true seven wonders of the world and you take a look at the panama canal it was such such an incredible engineering marvel we sold it under jimmy carter we sold it to panama for one dollar the following day, they quadrupled the amount of money that ships had to pay to get across. They didn't lose one ship. And now they've made it much bigger and now they've widened it. They've doubled it, right? They've more than doubled it. And it's one of the most profitable things any time. It, it's, it's just incredible, right? We gave it away for one dollar. China now controls it. They actually control the Panama Canal. They run it. They control it. And we shouldn't let that happen. And we can't let China be in Cuba. And they'll get out. If I'm president, they'll get out. Because I had a very good relationship with President Xi, but he respected this country. He respected me. And he'll get out. And we can't let them run the Panama Canal. We built the Panama Canal. Should have never been given to Panama. We should have had it. But we gave it for one dollar. Think of it. They quadrupled. In one day, they lifted the fees, which are, you know, pretty big for these massive ships to go through, right? Rather than going around the Cape and through all the tremendous storms, such beauty, such, you know, when you it's beautiful stuff. But you didn't want to get caught in those storms. Those were storms that wiped out the biggest ships. And we go through the Panama Canal, we built it, and we gave it away for $1. Think of that, how stupid are we? We have done the stupidest things in this country. Uh, and now we have a president that can't put two sentences together can't speak, can't walk, can't talk. I don't think he gets to the starting gate, but these people do miracles. I mean, he, he ran out of his basement and you got away with that one because of COVID. So he sort of got away with it. They cheated on the election, but you have people that are very smart, but they're fascists and they're radical left lunatics and they're destroying our country with the all electric cars and the windmills all over the place, which by the way, don't work. And they're all, most of them made in China. For the most part, they're made in China. Germany a little bit, but China. But you look at what's happening to our country, even no voter ID. I mean, why don't they want voter ID? There's only one reason they don't want voter ID, because they want to cheat. I mean, this, who doesn't want, you know, the Democrat convention, the last one, they had voter ID that was this big. It looked like a prison card, this big on their chest. You walked in, they had your picture, your this, your fingerprint. They had everything, the most incredible voter ID I've ever seen. That was to get into the Democrat National Convention. But to get into vote, if you buy groceries, if you buy any, practically anything now, you have ID on a card, credit cards or otherwise. And But that, don't you think it's racist to have to show your ID? Well, they probably say that. They, they use anything not to show ID because voter ID is pretty simple. And we could go back and we should go back to all paper ballots, voter ID, same day voting. You know, France did it. France had uh, mail-in ballots and it was terrible. Anytime you have mail-in ballots, you're going to have massive cheating on your elections, anytime, but not just the presidential election. Anytime you have. Isn't it, that the whole point of them? So yeah. You can oh, cheat. yeah, sure. It's their whole point. That's their whole point. They want to cheat. Yeah.
They have to cheat because their policies are so bad that if they didn't cheat, they couldn't get elected. Who wants open borders? Who wants high taxes? Who wants high interest rates? Who wants to not be able to use a gas stove or have to drive an electric car, which, you know, you have a four-hour drive, but the car only goes an hour and a half, so you have to charge it? The happiest moment for somebody in an electric car is the first 10 minutes. In other words, you get it charged, and now for 10 minutes, the unhappiest part is the next hour because you're petrified that you're not going to be fine to another charger. People, I'm saying if people, I'm not knocking electric cars, they're fine. They're fine. But if people want to buy a gasoline car or a hybrid, hybrids are pretty good actually, but they should be allowed to buy. They don't want to do any of this. So right now, California's in a big brownout because their grid is a disaster. The grid all over the country is sort of a disaster, but the grid in California, and yet, they want to have, in a very short period of time, millions and millions of cars going off that grid, essentially. Uh, it doesn't work. So plug your car into a grid that's failing. You should be able to buy an electric car. You know, electric cars could be fine if you drive short distances and you want to have, you know, whatever, and you have plug-ins everywhere you go. They could be fine. But you've got to have gasoline cars. You've got to have everything. Let people buy everything. Now there's the new thing is your uh, heating systems in the house. They don't want you to have a modern day heating system. They want you to use a heating system that will cost you at least $10,000 to buy and won't work very well. You know, none of the stuff works as well. One of the things I did with EPA is uh, you have states, many, many states, most of the states have so much water. You know, it comes out of heaven, right? The water pours down and you have it. It's there. It's got to go wherever it goes, into the oceans, whatever. It's not like a big problem. Now, in some states, they have a problem. You know, you have some desert areas and all, and for that, it's okay. But they have uh, sinks where no water comes out. You turn it on, no water comes out. No water comes out of the shower. No water is allowed to go into the washing machine for your dishes or for your clothing or what. And I avoided all of that. Wait, they have sinks where no water comes sure, out? Sure, you have restrictors. When I say no water, very little water, you want to wash your hands, right? Yeah. And you t you've seen this, and you turn on the sink and it's very little. Uh, or you want to wash your beautiful hair, right? And you're standing under a shower. Then the suds never go, the water comes out very slowly. I'm sure you've seen this. It usually takes place in new hotels and new homes. Yeah, you take a drill and take the they have limiter a out. Well, you can, but now they make it so you can't do that so easily. They have a restrictor. It's called a restrictor, and it restricts the water from coming out. So I ended all of that, and you have to see these, they, they let the water come out. You know what people do? They wash their hands like five times longer, or in the washing machine, they'll press for their, let's say the uh, dishwasher, they'll press it, then they'll press it about seven or eight times. Yeah. They'll end up using more water, and it still won't be very good. I met with the head of Whirlpool. They were practically going out of business during my administration. And they said to me from Ohio, incredible, great state. I love Ohio. And they were really doing badly because people were dumping washing machines all over, mostly from South Korea, but also from China. And he was explaining it's uh, just a terrible situation. I said, let me ask you, how's the quality? He says, we're better, but they are good enough quality. But, you know, of course, he's going to say that. But, you know, they are better. He said, but they don't. They don't allow us. They're dumping these machines. They're cutting us in half. They're killing us. And on top of it, the government won't, us, won't let us use water in our machines. I mean, he shows me like a quarter of a bottle of water. That's supposed to be washing clothing.
And I freed it all up, and I put tariffs on these countries that were selling and the machines coming into the country. And that company went from a, a big, the big, all the washing machine companies, they make washing machines, they make dryers, they make all of the different machines that do this kind of work, including dishwashers. And they went from a disaster area to being just thriving. But they, can I ask They why, love me in that part of Ohio. Well, I, I bet they do. But why should EPA, no one at EPA was elected by anybody. Yeah. Why do they have the power to decide how much water your washing machine uses? Shouldn't Congress in a democracy get to vote on that? Yeah, you could say that. Uh, they do things that are not very... So how do you... Con- that's my question. How do you... If you get elected again, go back to Washington... How do you keep the agencies under control? How do you keep FBI and CIA specifically under control? The way you do it, like I fired Comey, that was a big deal. You know, a lot of people said, and I fired him very early. Somebody said, oh, I wish you would have fired him. There was a real question about firing him anyway. You understand, because, you know, when they have a 10-year term, there is a question. Uh, I fired Comey. That was a great thing. If I didn't fire Comey, maybe I wouldn't be talking to you or I'd be talking to you about real estate or something else other than politics, right? Uh, that was a coup, in my opinion. That was a very sick deal. That was the insurance policy. You remember the insurance policy? Oh, she's going to win, darling. She's going to win. But uh, just in case she doesn't, we have an insurance policy. An insurance policy was what they were doing. And we caught them with that. That was a very important tweet or whatever it was, text. It was a big deal. That was a big deal. The insurance policy. She's going to win. 100 million to one. That's not good odds. At least they gave me one, right? 100 million to one. But just in case she doesn't win, we have an insurance policy. And everybody said, that's strange. That's strange. But we caught all that because I fired Comey. Because when I fired Comey, it was like throwing a rock into a hornet's nest into a nest of bees, and the place went crazy. So did, when you were president, do you, are you confident that you knew everything, say, CIA was doing around No, the I'm not. I'm not. It's, uh, it's a very interesting group of people. I had very good relationships, I thought. But I was a little surprised uh, when I got out uh, that, you know, things go on. Look, it's... Uh, what were you surprised by? Uh, I, I was surprised. I think at some of the people. I was surprised that there was... Uh, I had a group of people, look, we killed many, using the CIA, I have to say this, bad, very bad actors. We were very good at it. Uh, You look at Soleimani, you look at al-Baghdadi, bigger than Osama bin Laden. I mean, Osama bin Laden, but al-Baghdadi did ISIS, and he was rebuilding ISIS very strongly. And that was the CIA that did that? uh, That was really us that did that. That was really us that did that. And Soleimani was us that did that, not so much CIA. But we did some very good work with the CIA. But I started, you know, when I looked at the 51 intelligence agents uh, saying that that was the laptop from hell was Russia disinformation, when I took a look at that, I said, that's a horrible thing. They knew it wasn't. They knew it was not. And by the way, you're talking about cheating on the election? Uh, McLaughlin and Fabrizio, great pollsters, they said a thing like that plus other things meant anywhere from 10 to 17 percent of the vote would change. Whatever happened to Mike Pence? You've always been nice to Pence. I've never heard you criticize Pence. You've defended him in public many, many times. He's out there attacking you. Um, what is that? So Mike wants to run for president. You got to understand, in my opinion, Mike Pence had the absolute right to send the votes back to the legislatures. 
uh, the Democrats and everybody said, you don't have the right. In other words, what I said, is he a human conveyor belt? You mean, if he finds fraud in Pennsylvania, in Georgia, in any of these states, Arizona, he has to send them to Mitch McConnell, right? That's right, sir. Well, if he finds fraud, he has to? Yes, sir. I said, so he's just, so he's a conveyor belt. Boom, put him in. I said, I don't agree with that. And we had some lawyers, not all, we had some lawyers that said, no, you do have the right to send them back to the legislatures to be rechecked. Because if you looked at what went on in Wisconsin, who, by the way, now agree with me, Wisconsin has been virtually, other than the fact they're not allowed to do anything statutorily, but Wisconsin has been, I mean, what they found is incredible. I mean, we won Wisconsin. But Mike Pence had the right, in my opinion, to send them back. Do you ever talk to him now? Uh, no, I haven't spoken to him in a long time. Uh, I was very disappointed in him. I didn't want to do what Thomas Jefferson did. Thomas Jefferson, it was Georgia, and it was hear ye, hear ye, the great state of Georgia is not capable or allowed to tabulate their votes. And Thomas Jefferson, who was the vice president, said, is Georgia sure that they cannot tabulate their votes? Georgia is sure. He didn't send him back and have him redo it. He said, we will keep the votes of the great state of Georgia for Thomas Jefferson and his president. I didn't ask him for that. Could have done that too, but I didn't. I thought that would be turmoil. I asked him to send him back to his legislature, to the legislatures, you know, in Wisconsin, let's say. But, but why didn't he? I mean, you, you'd worked together for four years. You're the president. He's VP. You're, you say you're aligned on everything. I think he got very bad advice. I, I really do. Now, let me tell you what happened. I sat there with a few people. I think his lawyer was in the room, too. His lawyer was very much against it. There were other lawyers that felt you could do it. It was, it was one of those things. You probably, I think you could have done it. I think you can always do something if you see fraud or if you see problems. But it's very interesting. So after the election was over, the rhinos got together with the Democrats. And they redid the election, so you couldn't do it anymore. So then I called the people. I said, so in other words, you're saying I was right. You could do it. Yes, you could do it. In other words, they took the Voting Act and they redid it. So the vice president no longer has the power to do what I said he could do. So when that happened, I said, wow. So and, you know, you'd look some of these Democrats in the eye and they say he has absolutely no right to do it. And immediately after the election, they met rhinos, Kadema Mall, and Democrats, and they approved legislation that takes away the right of the vice president to do it. So I said, ah, so you're saying I was right. The vice president did have the right to do it. And they said, yes, he did. So if you're saying they stole it from you last time, why wouldn't they do the same this time? Oh, well, they'll try. They're going to be trying, yeah. But, and not, not only me, you know. Look, uh, De Sanctis is out. I think he's gone. So he was he was at a level. He's people have figured him out. He's gone. But if somebody else got in, other than me, they'll go at him just as viciously as they did me. These people are sick. Uh, they will go after them. And a lot of people say they won't be able to hold up. I do get credit for holding up quite well. I must tell you. I think it's. Uh, How do you do that? How do you get indicted? You know, every week and stay I know. cheerful. It's. Um, I think it, it's a lot easier because I'm, I'm so high in the polls, because it means the people get it. 
the people see it's a fraud. The people see it like this horrible district attorney from just a little while ago from essentially Atlanta, that's Fulton County. She said, basically, I don't have any right to challenge an election. Well, what about Stacey Abrams? What about Hillary Clinton? What about all of these Democrats that are still challenging my election? The same people that are saying he's challenging an election challenged my election. And they did it with slates. They did it with all sorts of things. They were very bad, very bad about it. But basically, they're suing me and they're saying, you don't have any right to challenge it. If you challenge an election, we're going to indict you and put you in jail. So what they're doing is they're really, they've weaponized, and, and don't kid yourself, the DOJ and Biden and the whole group, they're watching all of this stuff. They love the local stuff, you know, the DA in Manhattan. Not only that, they put a, one of the DOJ top people into the Manhattan DA's office to run things. They don't even have a case against me. It's not even a case. Everyone says, even the Democrats say, you can't bring these cases. You have no case. The attorney general or the uh, district attorney, Fannie, Fannie Willis, in Atlanta, she's getting killed. Basically, she's saying Trump doesn't have the right to, uh, to criticize an election. But you've been around long enough now. You've seen many elections criticized. I mean, Hillary Clinton goes crazy. Every time she talks, she says, he's not the president, Jimmy Carter said. He's not the president. Well, I am the president. Hillary Clinton called me, by the way, at 3.02 in the morning to congratulate me the night of the election. Did her voice crack? Well, her voice was <laughs> it's very different, I will say. I won't get into that. But What do you mean? Her voice was very different. Uh, don't forget, they were all celebrating at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And I came home and I said, you know, I think we won. I felt we won because the rallies are so big. You know, we'd, have, we'd go to Wisconsin and we'd go to uh, Georgia. We'd go to different states. And Michigan, we'd have rallies. In Pennsylvania, we had 58,000 people in Butler. And I said, you know, how are we losing this? How do you have a rally where you have from 50 to 100,000 people, many of them? You know, I did seven a day for a couple of days. That's a lot. That's a lot. These are big rallies, too. And I didn't hold back. I didn't say, let's make them little, let's do abbreviations, right? But, um, but they challenged this stuff. Yeah. Hillary called me up and conceded. Now, the word is that Obama said you have to do that. But she called up and totally conceded. But now, you know, every time you see her on television, she's saying, like, well, she's challenging the election. Do, do you think so that would mean that she should be indicted, but that would mean also that Stacey Abrams in Georgia should be indicted because she still thinks she won the election for governor. She still thinks that. She's never recanted. And do I you th think Stacey Abrams will be indicted for that? No, of course not. She won't be. The Democrats don't get indicted for things like that. They don't get impeached. No, it's, it's a different thing. Is With that being said, yes. I had great support when they did impeachment hoax number one and impeachment hoax number two. Uh, Jim Jordan. The House was fantastic. And actually, the Senate was very good for me. Other than, you know, Mitch McConnell, I think if he had, it's too bad I endorsed him. He was begging. He was going to lose that race, and I endorsed him, and he ended up winning the race because of my endorsement. He was down. He was going to lose to Amy McGrath, $90 million in cash, all set to go. She was leading by three. He was going down. I did him a favor, and then three, four months later, he really wanted to impeach me. Uh, he's a bad guy. But, but uh, if you look at what's going on politically, so interesting. 
the level of loyalty is different in politics than it is in normal life, I will say. With that being said, I've had great loyalty also. But uh, the House was fantastic. The Senate was very good. Can, you know, they overrode Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell, in my opinion, was trying to get senators to impeach me, especially for the second one. And on the first one, he acted very, very slow. He should have gone much faster. But Mitch McConnell wanted to, and the senators went up to him. Guys that are subservient to him because he gives money. You know, he gives them money. He gives them a lot of money. He raises some money and he gives it to them, and therefore they do what he said. That's the only form of leadership he's got. So last question. If you're elected president again, what's your top, your number one priority? When you ran last time, you said, I will build a wall. This time, your bottom line top promise to the country. So you can do numerous things at the same time. Of course. But let's say number one is a border and taking hundreds of thousands of criminals that have been allowed into our country and getting them out and bringing them back to their country, Guatemala. By the way, not only the four countries that we think of as neighbors, all over the world. Last month, we had 149 countries represented. Think of it. We had 149 countries represented, Tucker, from places that many people never even heard of coming into our country. And they're coming in from mental institutions and they're coming in from prisons. They're emptying out their prisons all over South America. They're emptying out their mental institutions. Terrorists are pouring into our country. We have no idea. I had the strongest border in the history of our country. And I built almost 500 miles of wall. You know, they like to say, oh, was it less? No, I built 500 miles. In fact, if you check with the authorities on the border, we built almost 500 miles of wall. And I had another 200 that I was going to build. You know, it's like water. It seeks. And we're going to build another 200. We built it. It was all set to go. All they had to do was install it. It would have taken three weeks. And that's when I found out. I said, I think these people actually want open borders. Um, the first thing I would do would be uh, I would seal up the border good and tight, except for people that want to come in legally. Do you think we're moving towards civil war? There's tremendous passion and there's tremendous love. Uh, you know, January 6th was a very interesting day because they don't report it properly. Uh, I believe it was the largest crowd I've ever spoken before. And you know some of the crowds I've spoken before. And uh, like July 4th on the mall, uh, I think they had a million people there. Uh, but I think that the biggest crowd I've ever spoken before was on January 6th. And people that were in that crowd, a very, very small group of people, and we said, patriotically and peacefully, peacefully and patriotically, right? Nobody ever says that. Go peacefully and patriotically. But people that were in that crowd that day, very small group of people went down there. And then you, there are a lot, of, a lot of scenarios that we can talk about. But people in that crowd said it was the most beautiful day they've ever experienced. There was love in that crowd. There was love and unity. I have never seen such spirit and such passion and such love. And I've also never seen simultaneously and from the same people such hatred of what they've done to our country. So do you think it's possible that there's open conflict? We seem to be moving I, I towards something. Know. I don't know because I don't know what it, you know, I, I can say this. Uh, there's a level of passion that I've never seen. There's a level of hatred that I've never seen. And that's probably a bad combination. Donald Trump, thank you.
Thank you very much. Very much. Thank you. That is a bad combination, by bad the way. Bad combination. Thank you. Well, there you have it. There we go. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all done. And sorry, sorry, uh, sorry, sorry. that was a big nothing burger. It was a big nothing burger. It was it was the same old hoorah and nothing I mean, there was new. A couple things. He went. He did go ahead and talk about Epstein. He did go ahead and put in some. But the but rest he said of Epstein it, killed himself. Well, you know, I don't know. I can't really say. I don't want to be legally oh. bound. I hate all this shit. This is why we can't. This is why he we did can't call it the MSDNC. So he he did call MSNBC the MSDNC, which is actually a Q reference. See, he did it twice. Actually, he re- yep. he did it in the very beginning, and they did it again. He yep. said, "Well, you know, MSNBC, you know, MSNDNC." So he did it in the beginning and at the very end of the, his explanation of why he didn't trust certain um, uh, outlets. So oh, that was good. Yep, and uh, I, I took a but few other notes, than that, but. Was, I mean, I mean that could be that could be, but what was the rest of it? He talked about well, Biden was a Manchurian candidate. That was pretty. Well, so was so was Barry. Well, Barry's yeah. a Manchurian candidate. So it's like, so they've all been Manchurian candidates. But I oh, I know which one I did like the Pence reference to being a bushy. Did you yeah. hear him call him a bushy? Oh, I well, was, no, he was I, well, he was talking about Bill Barr. Yeah. No, it was a Barr. Yeah, it was Bill Barr. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Pence. Pence. He kind of went nowhere on Pence. I thought he was really done. Yeah. He could have gone well, harder on it. Either way, what I saw there was I saw Donald Trump um, healthy, alert, very witty, oh, funny. They're going to kill you. They're going to kill you. They're going to kill you. Well, I, I saw him very... Um, you know what I'm uh, saying, though? That's what they kept, he kept referring to. Well, isn't there nothing left, but they're going to kill you? Well, he, he ignored that question, too. He definitely ignored that question. But, you know, what I saw was I saw a very sharp and mentally sound Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, without a doubt on that. But I just was seeing the, the references that how Tucker went back to that well. Of, well, the, the trajectory shows you, if you graph it out, the only thing they have left is to kill you. I mean, I don't know why that was like, is that a kill bill reference? Like you're going to kill you. Yeah, I don't know. And, and, and you know, someone just said it at Roxy just said it, he was appealing to new followers. And, and I absolutely agree with this perspective. He said that I was the president of everybody. Oh yeah. 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 I am the, pre- I am the, he said that in present tense. He didn't say I was or could have been or whatever. He says I am. And I mean, he made a lot of great points. He wasn't divisive. Right, he wasn't um, trying to, uh, you know, separate or divide the people. He was just calling out the politicians, which was good. Um, I think that Donald Trump won this debate tonight. <laughs> um, but well, he had, I, I'm incredibly disappointed. Eighty million views on that. Yeah, we're at seventy-four point one million views in less than one hour. No, in the actual hour, it was film. It was the broadcast. So imagine what it's going to get. Over oh the yeah, twenty four. Two hundred million cycle. views. Two hundred, three hundred million views. Easy. And and what network has done that totality this year? I mean, None. really. I mean, what? I mean, seriously, like a network would be rolling over like just in money right now. That's like had, that's like ten years of Rachel Maddow's 
views in <laughs> one night. Years. Yeah, ten of what years? <laughs> she ain't had good years like that, man. Come on. Oh wait, never. I was gonna do a reference. Too much. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna do. Uh, well, I, I think that um, firstly, this was good for Donald Trump to get out there the day before. You know what? What this actually does is he went out there. He said his piece. Look, we got the evidence. Look, we have this. We'll win these cases. Tucker agree with them that this is nothing burgers. They're going to arrest him tomorrow. People are going to see this interview and they're going to judge Donald Trump based upon this and look at the 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 thing tomorrow and go, how does this make any sense at all? Maybe he is right. And I think that this is to bring about that precipice aspect. But I really do wish Donald Trump came out and said something valuable. As I, I, I wish he threw punches. I wish he threw I punches. It. I got a reference for you here. Okay, listen. Now, we have all seen the Rudy Giuliani and the other people's mugshots today, right? Yeah. And the Democrats couldn't wait to release those. By the way, according to the courtesy of a public figure... Those are usually not released for 48 hours to extended periods of time. The mugshots usually never hit the streets. So imagine if I was a D.C. federal court, wouldn't I want to release the mugshot of that day, that there Donald Trump of my, it's like my trophy head of him. Wouldn't that be the first thing I would release? Because if you truly did, you know, inboard him for charges uh, in New York and where was the other place? Oh, D.C.? Wouldn't his perp picture be put out there like just as fast as Giuliani's was? Wouldn't yeah. that be the true trophy? So why wasn't why what hasn't that happened? Because was he really ever arrested in those other jurisdictions? Was he? And the thing is, is they've out they've out that sheriff's got his name on that little badge in the corner. Have you seen that? Like the one in the in the picture, you can see he's got his little name in there as if it you know because he's he's the sheriff. I'm the sheriff that they got them there criminals. I mean that's what he's going to go down in history as. It's going to be a trivia question. Who was the dumbass that bothered to waste everybody's time doing these things? Mm. That's, and it's going to be that dude's name in the corner of that, that picture. So oh, bringing the chat up. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're waiting for somebody. Um, but you, you know what I'm saying though? Like it's like, uh, okay. So that, you know, see what I'm saying? Like we're, it's like, I think we're in good, I think we're in good hands. I don't know. I'm happy. Well, well, listen, I, I think that there is a lot of references put out today towards the boards, and I'm disappointed that it was nothing more than a nothing burger, or maybe it's going to come tomorrow. Maybe. I, I don't know. But, Do you think he's really going to get the perp picture tomorrow? Do you think that that's the sheriff? Oh, yeah. Be the oh, guy yeah. That, it's coming out tomorrow, and I'm going to put it on do? a fucking T-shirt, and I'm going to oh, wear yeah. it. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I, you know what? I might have to go get a tattoo then. I, like, I don't have one already, but anyway. I don't know. It'd be special. This is my first one ever. But get it, get get uh, Donald Trump's uh, most wanted photo. Mm-hmm. Well, and he also I mean, said it, that if someone else wins the RNC, remember that. I know. He, he did say that. It because is. they someone do it by delegate. They do it by delegate. Remember, yeah. even though you can win all those primaries, it's still a delegate vote. The delegates get to vote. That's how the the the, the primary winner gets in there. So when they go to the convention. It's by prime, it's by delegates, just like the electoral college, and then go in there and change their mind. Yeah, well, and and, and he might also be hinting that uh, we could see the same thing that they did the the Bernie Sanders at the oh, RNC. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But here's the thing: is it, it, and I'm going to say this, and I'll be honest with it. And it was the last question that Tucker asked: is that do you think that we're headed to civil war? 
And I think that there's scenarios where this See, so there's a lot of passionate people. I'm like, fuck in my little toe. Yeah. Like passionate people. Are you shit? <laughs> but I think that there are scenarios where this heads the civil war. And but right now, thing, how is it not though? I mean, yeah, that's exactly. all, that's what it really, I mean, really I mean, the math. Okay. We'll do the Tucker thing on the trajectory or the graph that they're on. They're going to kill you. The trajectory we're on, there is only physical confrontation. What's left? That's the sad yeah. part of this. And then I don't want to do it on the. I don't want to be in a concentration camp hoping my fellow men are able to defend themselves. I'd rather be out here and making sure that I can be, you know, a part of keeping us free, right? So, I don't know. I just, what is it going to be like when that actually all hits the ground? Well, that's the thing is I don't think, I, I don't think he wanted to say it because he know that people are listening and they'll use that stuff against him, especially in a court of law. Um, right. But, you know, Ray Dalio said about three months ago in an interview that the 2024 election is going to bring about civil war. If the Democrats win, the Republicans are going to start it. If the Republicans win, the Democrats are going to start it. And, and there's no stopping that. And I agree with that uh, with that assessment. And I think that Donald Trump tonight, I think there was a few points that he was trying to do. I was hoping that he was there going to release the Moab. He was going to take some shots at the deep state and he right. was going to put some information out there. Obviously, that didn't fucking happen. And OK, no. so so he didn't. But what did he show the people? Number one is he said, I'm the people, of the, I'm the president of the people. I am here for he all of you say, people. Okay, the way he worded that is, I think, was very specific. Because he's like, I am everybody's, or he didn't I am the know. president for everybody. No, no, no. So is that everybody in America or is that everybody on earth? I, I think he's talking about everybody in America. He's saying Republicans, Democrats. He goes, when I'm president, I'm representing everybody. And I think well, that's a he, good maybe, point. Maybe he's the president of the Federation of Starship Enterprise. Nah. We don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but but I, think that, I think that that's one point that he was trying to make. Another point that he was trying to make is that he's in far better mental health than Joe Biden. Right. Another point is that, look, you know, this, this is what's happening. Look at the comparison. Look at the contrast. And he wants to show those normies out there, all those Democrats and liberal lift liberals, that, hey, look, the day before I'm about to get arrested in my fourth indictment, Okay, show me the evidence that I did anything wrong. All I did was contest my election. What Hillary oh, yeah. Clinton he did. He said Stacey Abrams should be yeah. held. Stacey Abrams did the same thing. Hillary Clinton did the same thing. He goes, right. tell me where I'm wrong. Hillary Clinton to this day still says she won the election, which is contesting the election. You're telling me I can't do that? Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely right. I mean, but yeah, okay, so who else was it? Oh, uh, Sanders. Um, um uh, I can't think of the stupid Senate president, but the, the devil guy that always sits over his glasses. McConnell. Yeah, Mitch, well, Mitch McConnell. Mitch, no, 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 no. The other, the, the the Democrat. Chuck Schumer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I hate. I can't believe I forgot his name. But yeah, he complained about it too. He went on the Senate floor and said that this, you know, this is a fraudulent election. Right after Donald Trump won. Remember that? He went up there the very next day and was railing on that. On the Senate floor. Yeah. This wasn't a presser. This wasn't him out there releasing his statement. This is him putting it into record. And this is the sad part of this. This is one thing I don't think people realize. The shit that people put into record, that is the annals of history that people do compare things to. So when they're constantly putting things into record and they're the, they're the top of the heap, their narrative gets pushed out more. When you go back into history, are they going to bother to look through, see who was really doing it right and wrong? Or the guy where Adam Schiff said it a million times that Trump was a, a Russian spy, an operative. So yeah. that's the part where he's in the record all the time as being the chairman. 
So, so a few things also point stand out is number one, he reiterated that I believe that the election was stolen, that Mike Pence had the oh the, the Mike Pence stuff was interesting. That they went back and changed that law, which comes back and shows that I was right. And I was told, yeah, you were right that Mike Pence could have done that, but Mike Pence didn't. Uh, right. So that was important, right? And so, well, now wait, do, okay, is this a time dilation moment where uh, this is one of those things where he knew something, but on their timeline, they thought it was still the old law. So they were going off of what they were convicted to think was still in law. And then Pence. No, 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 no. They don't think it's that? All it is is him calling them out saying, look, I had every, so you got to remember, that's the purpose of the second and the third indictment by Jack Smith is for what he did with Pence and all this stuff, uh, saying that he was, he wasn't allowed to do that, but they went and changed the law, Republicans and Democrats saying that a vice president can no longer change the election, uh, change the, uh, the course of an election, which means right. that he had the right to do that. And, and so it, it's basically exa- exculpatory evidence to his case. But, you know, uh, I see what you're saying. There, there, there's another part here right. that was the, the hidden message. Someone asked a good question is, what do you think Tucker's intention was doing this interview on uh, the debate night? Guys, this showed undoubtedly. One hundred percent that the mainstream media is dead and that we are now the media. Legacy media, legacy media that has been legacy media is dead, that we are now the media, that the alternative media now rules and rocks and that the the establishment media is done for, that they cannot compete with these numbers. They cannot they cannot win over the hearts and the minds of the people. When, when you start looking at the numbers of Donald Trump's interview, what you're going to see is voters. That's who that is. Right. Right. You're seeing potential voters. Right now, we are at 75 million views on this interview. Now, the, a lot of those. Okay. People, how much does Twitter pay him for 75 million views? What kind oh, of check no did Tucker Carlson just get for 75 million views? No Think idea. about that. That's a number man that's got to be a big number i like to see his payout yeah but yeah so i mean listen 75 million views in less than an hour in an hour imagine their servers imagine what twitter's servers were doing i mean imagine trying to well it was it was lagging for a few seconds there when i first was starting to go to tucker's page it was lagging pretty bad which is pretty astronomical uh but what this shows is it shows 100 percent that the mainstream media, that Fox News debates were garbage. Were garbage. Yeah. Nobody cared. Nobody wanted to watch them. That everybody oh, wanted to see, see what Donald the Trump. Are tomorrow. I want to see the, the numbers tomorrow when they say, oh, yeah, look at this. You know, it only pulled two, three million views. Can you imagine that? That's all you pulled on. The, on You got, what, the top eight Republican candidates other than Trump? And you can only pull maybe two, So three it was views? broadcast on the GOP's page on Rumble. And... Right. There's um, 299,000 watching right now, but it's only showing 600,000 views. Wow. Oh, my God, dude. That's a, that's embarrassing. I mean, seriously, that is embarrassing. Yeah. That is not. Wow. Anyway. So you're looking at yeah, basically 600,000 views on the Rumble channel. Uh, you don't know Fox News is right but yeah. yeah, what we're seeing here right now can you, is um, that. 
can you go to Fox News and see if they're what their views are on their feed? No, their page. They, they have to gauge that internally. But uh, the yeah, fact gauge. that I want to, yeah, the point I want to say here is that Donald Trump just showed the deep state that he's more popular than anything that they can ever push for. And right. that it is inevitable that he is going to win this election. I mean, there, there's no stopping the man. Yeah. I mean, it's actually really incredible to think about just that that impact alone. So that is supposedly more votes than he said they said he received in the election and views. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah, but you you got to remember, I mean, you have Brian Krasenstein that's like... Uh, you know, he goes out there and says, "I on, he, he posted on Tucker's post saying, I'm honestly interested in seeing how de- uh, divisive he will be here. Trump should be trying to unite the country and explaining his innocence against the allegations, not fanning the flames and talking about civil war. Uh, we saw where that led us on January 6th, whether Trump was to blame or not. Well, what's interesting, Brian Krasenstein, is he did exactly what you said he should do. Right. And so I'm curious what Brian Krasenstein actually has to say about all that. Well, and see, again, why do you get these people that are just poking the stick at the tiger? So you had to go and try to find a way to just, you know, to draw down his message. And that was the best you could really do was to say that, you know, he brought, you know, he's talking about us going to civil war. I mean, I don't I don't know. I, I missed the part where he said that we were going to. He said there's a lot of passionate people. But again, we're going to go out and do a, a January 6th interpretation to say Trump told us to take over the Capitol. That was a, that's yeah. a that is a um, Alfred Hitchcock moment in history where people thought they saw a lady getting stabbed, but there was never a knife shown or the entry wound. Or okay. Exit, you know, or, so did so you hear what getting, he said about Kamala Harris? Which part? Listen, <laughs> listen to this. Sorry. This is about Kamala Harris. Uh, she has some bad moments. Her moments are almost as bad as his. I think his are worse, actually. Yeah. But she seems pretty senile, too. She speaks in, uh, in rhyme. It's weird. It's weird. But she has bad moments. And in rhyme? What do you- well, the way she talks, the bus will go here, and then the bus will go there, because that's what buses do. And it's weird. The whole thing is weird. This is not a president like some, of the United uh- States future. Dr. Seuss shit. I must have missed that part. I was paying attention, but <laughs> it's like a do- she like she talks in Dr. Seuss rhymes. Like she's like she's uh, reading that that shit on the toilet, and she's getting high reading Dr. Seuss, and then comes out and just starts just pontificating. <laughs> Green eggs and ham. I am Sam. <laughs> the bus goes beep beep beep. <laughs> that's just, that's what it is. She's just so high. And she can't remember what she's talking about. Yep. And she's like, why am I up here? And she starts looking around. She's like, okay, buses. I see buses. You know buses. <laughs> she's just so There's the big so wheels. And, 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 and yeah, buses. I mean, you know what they do. You know, when I was a little girl, I rode them bus my school. Woo, yeah. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you went to private school. Nobody picked you up in a yellow bus. Shut up. Oh. Anyway, now I just, yeah, I get it. That could be, I mean, she does kind of talk in broken uh, Dr. Seuss rhymes. She does. Well, so, so, you know, he said Joe Biden's not exactly a triathlete, which was pretty funny. Um, 
you know, oh, and that gets get, that gets Joe going. That really, I don't know what it is. That that really, you Joe will respond to that tomorrow. Well, you know, have to say something of that. One of the interesting things is Tucker asked him multiple times. Okay, who is running the government, and he wouldn't say it. See that? What am I supposed to think there? Like Trump mm-hmm. doesn't know. I do like that he did say that there were people within the CIA and things that I, I'm ashamed of that I didn't realize. Right, right. FBI, CIA. So uh, just some breaking news here. Uh, Wagner soldiers in Belarus have released a statement. There's a lot of talk right now about what the Wagner group will do. We can tell you one thing. We are getting started. Get ready for us. And see, that's the yeah. thing about Putin taking out Progrosian. Uh, 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 this this right. is the part that doesn't make sense. Progrosian yeah. led an army that was loyal to him. If Putin took him out, that army is going against Russia clandestinely. And right. that's not one thing that they would want or can afford, especially during what's happening right now. And so Putin would not do this. Uh, someone uh, Zeman's asking, "Where's Vince?" Oh, Vince, uh, his his um, electrician came over and shut off his electricity right in the middle of the show. So he's uh, taking care of a few things. <laughs> I'm sure I'd get him paid right away. <laughs> yeah, but he's just uninstalling his light switches. Hey, you owe me a hundred bucks, and I'm taking a hundred bucks. <laughs> but hey, guys, sorry. What we're gonna do here is. Uh, I'm going to be heading to uh, After Dark Q&A. That is on socialredpill.com, socialredpill.com. Really easy to get to, www.social, spell that, redpill.com. That is happening tonight instead of tomorrow because tomorrow I will be going out of town. So if you guys want to join us for a live Q&A with myself, that is on Zoom. You can go over, join socialredpill.com. If you're jumping in for the first time and want the link to the zoom call, go ahead and uh, just hit me up, uh, hit us up on the feed or email myself. We'll get you on over there. But what we're going to do is I'm going to head on over there. And uh, if you go on and join socialredpill.com, you can go ahead and get into that. And uh, we're going to be talking about this tonight. And uh, yep. So that's what we're going to be heading to over tonight. It was a interesting show. Lots of kind of very small, interesting things happening. Uh, Progosian, uh, I can't pronounce the thing. Progosian, this is something to watch. This is going to unveil over the next few days. And who knows, maybe Donald Trump will come back on the Twitter here in the next few days. And maybe we could see some real Moab start to be dropped. If this was just the beginning of something much, much bigger, I think that that's a big possibility. But hey, guys, much love, respect, God bless. Thank you for joining us tonight. We'll see some of you guys on over there at socialredpill.com. Don't forget to go over to redpills.tv. And uh, subscribe over there as well as the thejimpriceshow.com, thejimpriceshow.com. And uh, yep. we'll talk to you guys next time. Have a great night. See you. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me I patched the game. <laughs> I, I think it's, I, I haven't, look.
frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's a, it's collusive. It's uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And uh, you know that's the beginning of communism.